Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my all right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? It's the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis. And we are previewing the week two preseason game with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Before all the people on Facebook or YouTube say, what's wrong with Jeff's voice? I'm a little under the weather. I'm fine. I'm going to suck it up. Mama didn't raise no wuss. And here we are. So Brian Anthony Davis, welcome to the show. What's up? Mama Davis. Did raise a complete wuss. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't know I was until my wife told, tells me every time I get sick, I'm a complete baby. And I'm like, I think she's right. But you know what? I've done this show with the flu. I've done this show with COVID. I have no problem doing this show sick either. Um, I'm feeling good right now. I am just, man, I'm still on a high, dude. I cannot come down from a preseason game. I'm so excited still from a preseason game. The most watched preseason game since 2015. Also, uh, the Seahawks and Steelers game. So that's pretty interesting. Dave, welcome to the show. What's up? Oh, not too much, Jeff. I- I'm telling you, I know what your problem is. You, you you got cold. You got germs because you didn't have the shiesty hood. Oh, that's it. That that has to be what's going on. You know, my middle schoolers probably would have thought it was hysterical uh, if I wore that to work. But uh, no, I did not wear the shiesty hood. That's okay. We are back, and we're here to talk about the upcoming Week 2 game. And I think the first question has to be the title of the podcast tonight, and that is, 
Will the excitement carry over into week two? We can all say, and Brian just did, that, man, was that last game exciting. And I had someone in my mailbag of my Let's Ride podcast say, I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but I was excited. And like, you don't have to be ashamed. That was exciting. This is exciting on so many fronts. But the question is, will it carry over into week two? Brian, what are your thoughts? It's definitely going to carry over into week two. My big concern is that it carries over after week two. You know, will there be a hangover? You know, we're going to see some different things. You're going to see, well, even though there's five less players, that's not going to make much of a difference, but you're just going to see a little more closer to what you're going to see typically in past years in preseason week three. So, you know, this is a weird transition year for the Steelers because they didn't do this last year. Jacksonville did. So you're going to see something a little bit different. I know you're going to see Mitch again, which I think a lot of us are surprised the way we were talking last week about, you know, who you're going to see up front. But now you can tell what the Steelers are trying to do here. Um, if they get the kind of effort that they did last week, and there's no reason to believe that they're not going to have that kind of effort, especially from those young guys that really impressed us last week and those quarterbacks that impressed us last week, I expect the, the excitement to continue after this game in Duval. Dave, what are your thoughts? I mean, you obviously paid attention to the press conference. You did the podcast for our audio platform, and what are your thoughts when you think about the excitement level, combining that with the Jaguars playing in their third preseason game, the Steelers are second quarterback shuffling. Like you think the excitement's going to carry over? Or is there going to be a little drop off? But the Steelers played a game already. Of course. It's been everything that's going on. This is yeah. the, I I'll be honest with you. Is it sad that I'm more excited and flying high after a week one preseason game than I have been after some, regular season games here and there scattered throughout this was regular season excitement from this and and, and there's still so many other things that, that could be forgotten for example you generally when you do these preseason games especially the first one your focus is on oh well how did they do in the first quarter of the first half when it was more the main players that's the only time the score really matters the Steelers went up 14 points they went up 14 points. You should be all excited about that, Steelers fans, but that's not all. Oh, sure, they, they let the other team pull a Belichick and score a touchdown right before the end of the first half and coming right out of the of the second half and tie it back up. But then you get one, what, Kenneth, what was it, Kenneth Shane Pickett? I can't remember. Yeah. Yes, okay, got it. I was going from memory. I didn't look it up. You get one Kenneth Shane Pickett going out there, when his first NFL action, hey, and he's coming into the tie game. It was his to win or lose. Boom. How exciting was all that? We're still flying high. I like what they're doing this week because Jacksonville's on a different schedule. I do expect more starters from Jacksonville. Unless they said, you know, we we already figured out last year how to do three preseason games. We're just going to treat our – we're just going to just not even pay attention to the Hall of Fame game. They, they could do that. I'm just anticipating them, them playing their starters more. If that's the case, that's great that you're going to say, hey, let's get Mitch Trubisky out there doing his work. Let's get Kenny Pickett some time in there as well, and he might be going up against the best competition. He's seen, obviously, not wearing black and gold because you never know. You know, it's he has has he really even gone against the first defense? I don't know for the Steelers. I don't even know if they really has much outside of seven shots. Probably not. Yeah. 
And I mean, was he ever the first guy out there on seven no. shots? No. Two minute, so I don't two know drill, that he had. Two minute intro, maybe. Yeah. A couple things there, but was everybody playing somewhere? Right. Yeah. It's exciting because there's Jeff Jeff laughs. I mean, I was, he said it on Wednesday about, I guess that was yesterday about how all Dave Schofield's all excited about more data, more data. Maybe it was Monday. It was one of those let's ride shows, but no, I want more data. And I like this because it's going to be different data. We're going to, this is the, in my opinion, the best defense they they will face in the preseason. And it's a team that you might see more of their starters. Let's see if they can do what they did last week. I'm not even asking for more. I just am asking for the same thing. You know, the, the thing I keep telling myself and, and for me, the excitement level from week one was based on these new faces. And I say new faces because it's not just Kenny Pickett. It was George Pickens. It was Mitch Trubisky scoring an opening drive touchdown. It was the offensive line opening up holes to rush for over 160 yards. It was it was all of it. It was all of it combined. It was a new era. It just felt like a new team, like a breath of fresh air. And that sounds awful. It sounds awful because everyone's going to point to one guy and say, because Ben's gone. And I don't, whatever, sure. But it just feels new. It's different. It feels exciting. It's different, exactly. It's not Ben's team anymore. Correct. And so the one thing I keep telling myself, and maybe I'll be wrong, and I'd be happy if I am wrong, is that it's not always going to go perfect. And there are going to be interceptions, and there's going to be mistakes. And so Kenny Pickett's going to get the second stab at things against Jacksonville. And yeah, the first string offensive line is going to remain in the game for at least part of his time in the game. But he's also probably going to be going against the starters for Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And he might struggle a little bit. There might be disguises in the secondary that he's never seen before. And it might stump him a little bit. I hope that he's able to diagnose. He's able to make a play one way or the other. But I've also kind of prepared myself for, okay, he might struggle. And if that's the case, I do feel like some fans are going to be like Chicken Little. The sky is falling. Now he's not good anymore. Now he stinks. All this stuff. We know what these fans are like, guys. We're around them all the time, both virtually and in person. So um, I kind of think that the excitement level will continue to ramp up. But at at the same time, I have to tell myself, and I guess maybe a cautionary tale for fans, is that it's not always going to go perfect. And there are going to be bumps in the road, especially in the preseason. So keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, I think that absolutely things are going to be exciting. Dave, you did the press conference with Mike Tomlin. Uh, why don't you say about injuries and stuff? Like, give us the lowdown on that as we get ready for the game on Saturday. All right. Well, there was this was there was a lot of things discussed in this press conference. There was a ton, and so if you didn't listen to it, go back and check out the recap podcast that we did because I thought, oh yeah, there's some there's some stuff on Twitter out there. It didn't even scratch the surface of all the stuff that was talked about. Coach Tomlin said every every player is available for Saturday night. Right now, they're not ruling anyone out. But then, as they ask some stuff, you find out. Calvin Austin III is not playing this week. They're hoping to have him play the next week. That one's kind of a no-brainer. He said, you know, he doesn't want to rule anyone out. All To me, that was saying if you're not injured, there's a, you have a good chance to play. Now, so you look at players like T.J. Watt. Is he going to get some steps? You look at players like Larry Ogunjobi. Is he going to get some steps? Then you've got someone like Cam Hayward. And if you didn't hear, 
came came Hayward left today's practice because he got his ankle rolled up on. He left practice early, was on the sidelines for a while. They took him, they took him on a cart up, but they brought him back and he was walking around without anything wrapped. So I don't think it's going to be anything that affects the regular season, but I don't think we're going to see him Saturday now because of that. No. No, and, and there will be other players that Tomlin did not mention. You talk about Montrevious Adams. I doubt Arthur Millette plays. He didn't practice he much out, yeah. this week. Um, Highsmith. Alex Highsmith with the rib injury. He's still out. Um, Isaiah Loudermilk had a rib injury, but I don't know if he was held out of practice uh, today, Thursday, or not. So mm-hmm. there might be a few players here or there. There's one player I want to ask Brian about, though, and it's a player that I talk about on my Let's Ride podcast on Friday morning. And I just don't know what, I love this guy. There's something about this guy that I just, I love him. I think he's awesome. He, he reminds me of my own build. I mean, he's not a tall guy. He's a short, little fast guy. It's Gunnar Olszewski. Where does this guy fit Brian on the receiving core? Because so far, everything you hear from training camp and what we saw last week against the Seahawks is that this guy can't be covered. I'm not saying he can't, but I mean, so far he's been doing a heck of a job as a receiver. And when he was signed, everyone said he's just a return guy. What are your thoughts on Gunnar it's really interesting because Gunnar O, that's all we thought he was, a return guy, and he was going to be a Darius Hayward Bay. He was going to be, dare I say, Johnny Holton. He was going to be a guy like that. That's that's what everybody expected him to be. And now with Cal- Calvin Austin the third ailing, you know, this guy got an opportunity. So did Boykin. Boykin got an opportunity, but we expect Boykin to be more of Darius Hayward Bay. And we expect a guy like Gunnar O to, I mean, he comes from New England where they brought up guys like that, that were special teams demons first. And they started mixing them in with the offense. They got comfortable and the Edelmans and the Welkers started, started to, uh, you know, come into prominence. Because remember when Welker was back in Miami, he he was just a dynamic return guy. So, you know, I I don't want to stereotype him as a Wes Welker. I don't want to do that. But you've got to be excited about a guy that's special teams first, but then all of a sudden you've got a guy in the laboratory smart enough to know what to do with him, and it didn't look like this guy could be covered. So he could very well be a third guy, a fourth guy on that depth chart, and they can have that luxury. Because remember, somebody's going to get banged up. Doesn't matter whether it's one, two, three, four, five, or six. I expect them to keep six, but someone's going to get hurt, and people are going to get more opportunities. You know, you go into the seasons with with uh, what you think is a loaded stable, and then you end up at the end with, Calvin Sweeney in there, Kobe Hamilton in there, those kind of guys that you're like, wow, why is Eli Rogers here? What happened to my wide receiver stable? But now the Steelers look a whole lot like that 2010 wide receiver stable that was Emmanuel Sanders as a rookie with Antonio Brown as a number five as a rookie, more of a return man. They look more like having your... Antoine Randall L back in there, Heinz Ward, you know, and, you know, don't forget uh, number 17, Mike Wallace. You had a really great cast there. And with the two rookies here, I'm just, I'm going back to 2010 and I'm thinking there's so much depth there. And there's other guys that might get the opportunity like a Steven Sims, but gutter. Oh, 
has got to be taken seriously and i will be really going crazy i'll be upset if number 89 is not on this 53-man roster um unless he's hurt i'll still be bummed if he's hurt but i'll understand the reason why i think he's a lock in my opinion barring injury but let me ask you this question real quick brian who would you rather have as a small sample size with Gunnar O with the Steelers? Gunnar Olszewski or 2021 Ray Ray McLeod? Gunnar O. You know why? Okay. Sure. Go ahead. I never, I don't think I've ever seen Ray Ray get into the end zone more than once. Did he even yeah, get in the I'm end just zone? I don't think if he scored a touchdown. No, I don't know if not. he scored. No, notice he, he scored one for San Francisco the other night. Well, yes, but, but I don't think he ever scored one in Pittsburgh. It seems like Gunner knows how to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dave, I'll ask you the same question, and I'll let you talk about Gunner. Would you take Ray Ray McLeod in 2021, or would you take the small sample size that is Gunner in Pittsburgh? Well, based on the sample size, even though it's small, what you've seen, you have to go Gunner I think that could change with a, with a larger sample size, or it could get even more definite. So I would like to see the increased sample size, but based on what we've seen, the answer is Gunner O, but we haven't seen much. Now, when it comes to Gunner O, there's two things. One, first, how do you not love a guy who makes it to the NFL from Bemidji State? I mean, there you go. That's one. Two, This should be exciting to see him Saturday night because I know SCO 2.0, hashtag hashtag pay Kyle, is going to finally get the answer because you should see Gunnar O and Trevor Lawrence at the same place at the same time, and they are not the same guy. Have you, have you, either of you are seen or heard Gunnar O's actual story though? It's pretty wild. So he he grew up in the same town as Nolan Ryan in Texas, and he was a baseball player. He got he was a two way from Bemidji State. Is that what it's called? Is that actually it, Dave? Yeah, Bemidji State in Bemidji Minnesota. State. So he played baseball and football. He was going to get drafted by in in the, by the Major League Baseball draft. His dad was a minor league player. He was going to go and play baseball. He breaks his wrist, I believe, and all of a sudden. He decides he can still play, he can still play football that year, and he doesn't get drafted in baseball, and he goes in and gets picked up by the uh, Patriots, and now he's in the NFL. Like that's just crazy. That's crazy, but still, hey, athletes are going to play. Yeah, yeah, for real. And Mike Tomlin is very complimentary of that guy. Every yeah. time he gets asked about gun toughness, toughness, toughness. Yes, he talks about his toughness, his willingness. <laughs> he said it three to times do, today talking about it. His willingness <laughs> to do the dirty work and to get his nose dirty, all that stuff. So that means something. Okay. I want to talk about another position and a lot of this stuff is fresh in my mind because Dave and I just predicted the 53 man roster for my Friday. Let's ride podcast. Brian, how many running backs are the Steelers going to keep? Do you think on the final roster? I know you don't count fullback, so I'm not going to count fullback in Thank there you. as well. Okay. So really I'm, I'm only thinking three. And who are those three outside of Najee Harris? You know, so the other two, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, thinking, the other two. I, I'm thinking Anthony McFarland and right now there's no master Teague to uh, hitch your wagon yeah. to. So it's going to be Jalen Warren. I look, I uh, we've, we've seen a sample size from uh, Benny Snell jr. I'm sure he could come in and do some things. We never saw the sample size from Anthony McFarland jr. We didn't get to see much from him. 
Now we're get, we're starting to see what he can do. The excitement is like 2020 with him. But there's no excitement with Benny Snell right now because I hate to use this phrase, been there, done that. And now it's, if you have somebody that you think could really benefit this team and you have a McFarland in there, uh, I, I think he's got an uphill climb to make this team, especially since he did not get a chance to do anything last week. So you're having Snell Snell's it's the end of the road for him, right? Yeah. Okay. Dave, what do you think? I know I just asked you this on my other show, but I'm going to ask yeah. you. <laughs> well, I'll try not to be redundant. That's what I'll try to do. Okay. You know, got to keep everything fresh, but I, I got to say it. We all said the exact same thing about Benny Snell last year because he wasn't playing. He was injured. He didn't play at the beginning of the preseason last year. And everyone's Benny Snell's going to be gone. He, he you know, uh, as I said, you can't make the team from the tank. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff threw that back in my face already. Anyway, um, He's he's been injured, and we we're all oh it's done, all oh, it's done, all oh, it's done. And what happened last year? He came back towards the end of the preseason. He was inserted right back to where he was. It didn't matter what he had done. That's where they had him. Although right now, I would say no to Benny Snell based on our sample size and what Jeff and I were talking about in the fifty three. But you, you, but remember that they did that last year. They'll probably do it again. I, they'll probably do it again. Benny Snell will probably go right back in at RB2. Now, today, in practice, Jalen Warren was actually getting the RB2 snaps. And then they went to Snell Yeah. Um, with that. So that's kind of interesting. So, But you just got to remember, we're, we're all like, oh, he's hurt. We don't see him. You know, his best ability is his availability. And then he turned around, and boom, he was right there on the team, and he was the RB2. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm going to get burnt again. I don't want to be in Groundhog Day, but that's just kind of how it seems like it's going to go. What's up, Brian? January 9th, when Najee Harris went out of that must-win game against the Baltimore Ravens, that offense fell to pieces because Benny Snell was barely moving the ball. I know he had one decent run, but the rest of the time, it was subpar football. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And that's when a one-armed Najee Harris had to come back into the game to, to make a play uh, to win it. So let's talk about the defense quickly. Uh, this is a situation where the run defense was bad. Everyone said, well, no one's playing. Like Dave said, I doubt Cam Hayward's going to play. What kind of improvement do you expect to see from the run defense this Saturday in Jacksonville? Brian, we'll start with you. I don't know how much improvement you're going to see how much improvement the Steelers are going to let you see. I don't know until you have that entire unit in, it's so much harder to judge a true defense than it is to judge an offense. You can judge an offense so much easier with, res with reserves because it's system. It's the quarterback. It doesn't matter really who the wide receiver is sometimes like last week. It didn't matter. Tyler Vaughn's scored the game-winning touchdown. I don't think Tyler Vaughn is going to make the team because of how loaded they are. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, my goodness. I mean, when just a couple of them are out, 
it's really hard to to uh, know exactly what you have until you are at 100% or you're at the your opening day defense, even if you're not at 100%, if you're there and you have every starter in. I, I can't tell. I don't pay as much attention to defense, not because I'm disinterested, because I don't know if it's really showing me much. Dave, what are your thoughts about the defensive front? I I'm excited to see Larry O. I I mean oh, I, the reports out of practice was that he just it didn't matter who he went up against on the offensive line, he was making them look bad. So I want to see him make somebody else look bad, not someone in black and gold. So I'm excited to see him. And I I think even if Cam doesn't play, but he does, and you get him and Tyson out there, and you see the other guys that end up playing a little bit further down where they should be. I think you'll just see a little bit better to start off. Um, it might get sketchy again there when it's, if Jacksonville keeps their starters in even longer, but it, you, you'll want to see a little bit of improvement there, but I, I, it's one of those things you don't want to make excuses and, and, and talk yourself out of it because if these guys go down in the season, you need the other players to step up. But my goodness, last week there was not one single guy of the expected starting front five that played a snap. So uh, even if it's only three of them, I think it'll be a big difference. Okay, so let's talk about this upcoming game more specifically. I want to know something that you are looking forward to just watching, seeing how things develop. It can be an individual player. It can be a position group. It doesn't matter. We're going to do one on offense, one on defense. We're going to start on offense. Brian Davis, go ahead and kick things off. I need to see more from the offensive line. I specifically want to look at number 78 to see if uh, we had so much hype for James Daniels. That was my guy to watch. I, you know, there, the reports have been that he was a little bit lost out there. Um, I did not pay attention to him as much as I really could, but I know he gave up that one play that Mitch had to get out of trouble with. So I'm really wanting to see if, uh, if the past, the pass, um, the offensive line, um, pass blocking pass blocking my gosh I, <laughs> yeah i was gonna eventually find it but uh, I, 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 I thought you were gonna just say seattle now has two losses I yeah that's but <laughs> yeah i no. I, I just want to see the pass blocking a little bit more i was pleased with the running game you know i was pleased with the fact that these guys and it wasn't Najee making things happen it was an undrafted free agent. It was Anthony McFarlane making things happen. So they showed me some stuff as far as the offensive line because they were giving those guys room to run. But now we can't get these quarterbacks murdered. Maybe maybe you maybe you want to keep Mason. Maybe you want to keep them give the offensive line. It's going to get these guys you know, bombarded. So you, you've got you've got to think about those things. All right, Dave, offensively, one thing you're looking forward to watching Saturday night. Okay, well, first I have to say I royally screwed that up. I said Seattle has two losses. That was wrong. It was a touchdown zone reference. That's what it was. Brian Brian trying to find the right word. So – uh, someone on the, on the offense to to you want to see Brian knocked it out of the park with his answer. So now I got to try to come up with something else. Um, I'm going to say, um, on the off man, give me to go and you think about it. No, I'm just saying that's the main one. The other ones, okay. What what I 
phrase the question exactly again how you said it. Because I'm afraid of the answer, not the question you asked. No, I said that you something you're looking forward to seeing. It can be a player, it can be a position group, it can be a position group, anything offensively that you're looking forward to watching on Saturday. It 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 didn't have to be an improvement. Okay, gotcha. I'm looking forward to seeing how how George Pickens is utilized with Deontay Mm -hmm. Johnson and Chase Claypool likely playing in the game. That's That's what I'm looking forward to most on offense. That's a good one. Shoot, for me, it's the quarterbacks, man. I mean, like that, that's what it's always yeah. about with me. I love the quarterbacks. I love that position. I love everything about it, not just with the Steelers. I'm fascinated by quarterback play. I want to see if Mr. Trubisky can get a good start again. I want to see if Kenny Pickett playing against the twos with some of the starters for the Steelers. Does it pay dividends when he's throwing the ball to George Pickens and not Tyler Vaughn's uh, when he's handing the ball off to maybe a Gunnar Olszewski on a jet sweep and not – what, who is it? Tyler. Oh, crud. Who's the Which little one? guy? Uh, Tyler. Tyler Sneed. Sneed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't yeah. make I a difference. Sneed and Vaughn's the names yeah, I get, get it, mixed yeah. up. I, I do, so, yeah. uh, you know, does that does that make a difference? I, I, I am just so fascinated by this quarterback competition. I know it's not really a competition that Mitch Trubisky is going to be the QB one. But at the same time, I'm just really excited just to watch it. I want to see how it unfolds. It's going to be exciting. All right, let's go over to defense now. Brian, same question. What are you looking forward to seeing? Can be a player, can be a position group. What do you think? You know, I know a lot of people are going to say one position uh, in the middle of that defense, but I'm still really enamored with the defensive backfield uh, because I loved what I saw from Arthur Millette. I want to see a little more from uh, uh, I want to see a little more action. Not that he did anything wrong, but I want to see more of Levi Wallace. I, I want to see that guy. And I, cause I think he could be, you know, something special in that team where people are going to get, I'm hoping people get to the point where they keep on, where they stop asking for Joe Hayden to be on speed dial. You know, I, I really, I, I think that's shaping up to be something. Uh, there. So I want to see the continued maturation of that defensive backfield. And the other guy that I'm talking about that I thought was impressive last week, and I think he can be that kind of piece of the puzzle that you no one expects anything out of. But if he's gone, you're going to be like, where's Arthur Millette? Because I think Arthur Millette is turning into something nice, too. We just got a Levi uh, Wallace answer, and he didn't sing. So we should consider that a step in the right <laughs> That's direction. That's a win right there. <laughs> so I, I, if he was talking about the secondary, I'm surprised he didn't say he wants to see uh, Akella Witherspoon continue to tackle well, which we didn't expect, and to do it while not getting hurt. Well, you know, hold on a second. <laughs> now, wait a second. Because yeah. Jeffrey Benedict goes off on his podcast, The Cutting mm-hmm. Room Floor, and he says, oh, I was right about this. Akella Witherspoon, the, the the ML on him was that he didn't want any business with tackling. No, oh, that's he, not true on Saturday. But that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, like for me, the first tackle, I think he did flip off Jeffrey Benedict, who was in attendance at at yeah. Shore Stadium. But I, think I think he turned around, found him in the stand, and yeah, and he fly. flipped him off. But anyways, <laughs> is, that, is that true or is that, is that, totally, I mean, totally fabricated, Brian? I mean, totally I was, you have me thinking about Billy Madison and Steve Buscemi's no, list of people to kill. That's yeah. that's just Brian. That is that is completely true. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. Just like my Mike Tomlin interview on Stat Geek. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, Stephen Nelson has gotten a hold of you before. These well, that's guys. true. He did. True, Mark, true. Marcus no. Allen doesn't like Jeff. 
Oh, no, no that's, no, that's Lustin uh, Jane. <laughs> Lustin, Justin Lane. Oh, Lustin Jane. Like yeah, I'm no. sorry. Yeah. But no, but still, like, what I'm trying to get at is that Akella Witherspoon, when his, when everyone said that this guy will avoid contact like the plague, he got his nose dirty twice. And yes, he did hurt his shoulder the second time. But I'm looking at it and saying, that's a huge turnaround. Yeah, it I mean, is. This is a guy that wants to get rid of that reputation. So Jeffrey Benedict, he said, you can shove it. All right, Dave, go ahead. Continue. Defense. Okay. Well, Brian, Brian did level three. Um, I'll go level one. You guys know I, I, I want to see what, what Ogunjobi does in black and gold. I, yeah. You can be a good player. I mean, he's a guy. Honestly, his PFF scores are not good if you like PFF. If you don't, that's then that's a good reason to to not like him. But he was also a guy that was offered that had a big contract to go to Chicago until he didn't pass his physical. So obviously he brings a lot to the table. Sorry, one year, $8 million with the Steelers. That's a good contract. They went out, they spent the money on him. And then he says, and then you get the reports out of camp of what he does. I want to see him do that and how that makes the others around him better. That's what I want to see on Saturday. On defense, I, I want to see something from a guy that was a free agent acquisition we haven't seen a lot of, and I just want to see how he fits because everyone says, well, he could play inside. He's played inside, but he could also play outside, and I just don't know where this guy fits in the defense. I want to know, is he outside linebacker depth? Is he someone that could potentially flex under the inside, even in sub package? That's Shenard Avery. Uh, I just want to see what this guy can do. And yeah, so in the that first was, game, that was Brian's offensive guy last week. <laughs> that's you're right. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. messed up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Where would you be without my level of buffoonery? <laughs> so, all right. Um, so yeah, so there you go. I'm gonna sorry go to interrupt. Right. I no, just had to. That's right. No, you're right. That, that, that's that a was good a one. good pick. That was a good pick for offense. Um, so okay, let's <laughs> specialists. Uh, I, I'm going to say that I'm excited for Presley Harvin. The reports out of camp yes. have been that he is, man, is he just booming the ball right now? And they're talking about hang time, like six seconds. I think that's what I saw today. Mm -hmm. um, 60 plus yard punts. I just want to see it consistently. That's all. I just yep. want to see consistency. If it's 52 every time, it doesn't have to be 67. Just give me some. I want to see consistency from big press. That's what I want to see. Earn the nickname because he slimmed down a little bit. He lost some weight. I think they said he lost like 45 pounds this offseason. So, so he's just, impressive. he's, he's Slimmer um, press. slightly, slightly bigger than medium press. Slim fast or something. <laughs> Slim press. All right, Brian, uh, let's go to, well, I guess there's, do you guys want to, like, do you think Chris Boswell is going to even kick? Well, I, I don't want him to. No, I, ahead, Brian. I, I don't care, but I mean, there, I was going to say the return game. I'd like to see a little bit more of the return game. We saw some nice stuff out of Steven Sims, but now I want to see what Gunner O can do as what he was advertised for as well. You know, so I'd like to see him actually uh, field a punt. I'd like to see him return one. Just, I mean, uh, there's something I'd like to, to see what he is and to see if, uh, if uh, Steven Sims is going to be the guy that needs to get, needs to win that job, but he's got to beat out Gunner O to do it. I mean, I, I don't want to see just week one, no action of Gunner O, and then on week one, he's the guy. That's a good point. Dave, anything for special teams for you? 
Uh, it's to me, it is about big press. I, I like what Brian was saying there. That's a good point, but it it really is big press. And I don't want to see Boswell. The whole, you kept it. You kept your place kicker around for another week. You didn't cut him like you did with the punter. Let him let him kick the extra points and field goals. If Jacksonville is on a different schedule than the Steelers, where they might be playing more of their regular guys, if they're going to come through and try to make something big happen on a special teams play, let them crush the other guy. Keep Boz away from it. All right, you're all ready for some over-under? Yeah. All right, last week I was a little aggressive with the Kenny Pickett attempts. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I actually wasn't far off, though. I said mm-hmm. 20, and he actually threw the ball 15 times. So, uh, yeah, not too bad. I mean, it was way off, I guess. All right, so we're going to start there with Pickett passes, Kenny Pickett attempts. I have it set at 14 and a half this game, 14 and a half. So, Brian, do you think that number is over or under? I'm actually going to say it's going to be under if he's not playing in the second half. If he's playing, if he's playing more than two quarters, it's going to be over. But if he's playing one quarter, it's going to be under that. All right, Dave. I'm going to put. Oh wait, I can't push. Uh, I'm going to actually go over because I think they are going to give him a little bit of an extended look. I am looking for him to to possibly struggle in this game. That's my expectations. Jeff said it a little bit. I don't don't rip my head off. That's what I'm anticipating. I'm not anticipating what we got at Heinz Field. This is the Steelers on the Acre road, Shore although. Stadium. Oh, sorry, yeah, you're. I knew I'd do it eventually. At First Acre one to Stadium, do it, right there. Um, the, the act, the act. Everyone's well, calling. I was the going act. to say he was used to playing in Heinz Field, so it was <laughs> like he was at home. That's how I should have phrased it. Um, but no, I just flubbed the name. So he, he was playing there, although I do think it's going to be a friendly environment in Jacksonville. I think there'll be more yeah. Steelers fans there. Um, but to me, then it's – and it wasn't the big hype of of the, the first NFL action and being in the same stadium you played in college. I just don't – I don't ex- expect him to do it and to do it even better, especially if he's going against better competition. But for that reason, I could see them have him come back into the second half and maybe go against – some other players if they if they stop their starters after halftime to where maybe he could get a little bit of confidence if they feel that he needs it. I don't think they've shut the door on him playing in the second half. That's why I think he might play a little bit longer and it's going to be over. Wow, that was a long answer for a short question. Did you say over <laughs> or under? I said over. Okay. For me, I think he's I think Trubisky, if I if I were to guess, predict Trubisky plays the whole first quarter, unless the Steelers don't have the ball much, and then he might bleed into the second, as Tomlin says. Then when Kenny Pickett takes over, I think he is going to play to the half and he's going to play after. You're not going to need Mason Rudolph to play a whole second half. And I don't think Chris Oladokun's ready yet, or do they want to put him in a preseason game at this juncture? So I think that Kenny Pickett's going to play enough. Therefore, I'm going to say over 14 and a half. I might be 15 or 16, but I think they're going to throw the ball. Now, Kenny Pickett touchdown passes. Set it one and a half. Brian, over, under. I'm going to go over. Let's give him two. I like it. Dave, what about you? I'm going to go under and play it safe with one. Um, it's not that he doesn't lead two touchdowns. It, it just, there could be a rushing one in there. Okay. I think uh, I'm going to agree with Dave. I'm going to go under with one. Oh, if he runs for a touchdown, does that count? I know. There's a touchdown. There's a passing touch. Okay. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. Just making sure. I know. I know. <laughs> Let's go with Mitch Trubisky attempts now. All right. So I have it set at 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Brian, what do you think? Under. 
Um, I, I feel like he's itching to get reps. That's the only thing. But go ahead, Dave. That's fine. Under. What do you think, Dave? I before you said your number, I came up with a number in my head, so I would just go with it. And my number was twelve. So I'm going to have to say under, but just barely. I think it's going to be twelve or thirteen. I think you you knocked it out of the park with that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm I'm actually going to go over. I think Trubisky gets some repetitions. I think he's probably told. Uh, Tomlin, he wants to play a little more, so we'll see. All right, let's go Steelers rushing yards. This is team total. That includes jet sweeps. It includes quarterback runs, everything. 120.5, 120.5, which would be a step back from last week, but still a good output. Brian, over, under. I'm actually going to say over. I I think they're going to run the ball well. All right, Dave. This is a much more stout defense than they went up against last week, especially the defensive front. I think the offensive line is going to show they're up to the job in the running game. My biggest concern is in the passing game. So I'm going to go over. I am going to go over, but not by much. I'm thinking like 125, 130. That's still the over. Now, the one number everyone seems to be concerned with for Steeler fans, that is rushing yards surrendered. So now we're looking at the defensive side of the ball. I have the number at 105. Over under, I, I felt like that was low. I felt like I should go That's over. Low. My fan boy sense was like they're going to turn it around. They're going to have all these starters in there, but still, uh, Brian over under. I feel like it's a gimme though. Over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Etienne and they house it. They still have Robinson on the team. Yep. Yeah, I thought. I think so. he's banged up, but he's he's there. Okay, Dave. What do you think? Over. Oh, for that, I'm going over the line. I would have set would have been 150. And Holy that, I, that I would have got. They gave over one. They gave up over 150 no. last week. Yeah, but they're going to play some of their, they're, they're going to get their starters back though, Dave. I mean, but they're, they're also playing quarter. against starters for longer. Yeah, I know. Like I said, it's the, that was a fanboy line. Cause I'm that's why I would have set the line at 150 and I'd have gone under. And I was, cause the number I'd look at is one is around 130. I look for both teams to rush for about the same amount. Uh, I guess I'm just hoping for best. Well, I'm going to get. All right. That's all I have for over under you. Uh, let's do game predictions. That's right. I forgot. What's our game. Pred- Did anyone come close last week? I don't think so. Oh, no, we were. I, no, I think you were the closest because you had a higher scoring game. Didn't you? I don't remember. Brian. Okay. One of well, you guys had a higher scoring game. Than Brian. I, did. I, I, I think was, I said it was ugly. Uh, I. I think I was like 23 to 17 or something. I mean, it was, it was low. Okay. Brian, what's your prediction? Oh, the line is plus three. The Steelers are, are underdogs by three points and the over under is I had it. Now I got to remember what it is. 42. Okay. <laughs> For Go a preseason ahead. game. <laughs> yeah. They're getting points. I can't believe it. Go ahead, Brian. Steelers don't typically do well in Jacksonville. I know this is a preseason game. I'm just seeing, I don't expect them to win every single game. I expect them to uh, go two and one this preseason, but I'm going to go ahead and hang a loss on them, but go ahead and take the Steelers um, with the points. Cause it's going to be 20 Jacksonville, 27 Pittsburgh, 26. All right, Dave, what do you think? It's the preseason, so I can go full homer and say that I think that they're going to win. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 33 27. 
You say it's a preseason, so I go full homer. I go full homer all the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's he a goes full homer all the time. I mean, they're, they're in the process of changing 24, his 7, middle 365. Jeff, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's no longer Bartholomew. It's yes. now Jefferson Homer Hartman. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay, um, Homer in the Odyssey. So let's go with Steelers 30, Jags 17. I think the Steelers play well. I think the defense shows up. I, and I don't think that I don't think the Jaguars are going to score that many points, even with their back. I mean, gosh, they paid what is it, Christian Kirk? How much money? <laughs> He's not that good. So, okay, there you go. We have trivia from both or just one. You have it from me tonight. All right, Brian, you're up first. Go ahead. Something I like to do. I always like to look back on the history of these of the the teams that the Steelers and the their opponents each week have had and there has been one jacksonville jaguar over the years that was a steeler tormentor this gentleman had it's not an offensive player it's a defensive player and this gentleman in eight games against the pittsburgh steelers including the postseason had six interceptions of steeler quarterbacks including three, count them, three pick sixes against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What was that man's name? I can pick. He's got the long dreadlocks hanging out of his helmet. Oh. Dave, you you know this. Say it. No, I'm I'm saying I should know this. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know. I'm thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kick myself so hard when you say his name, but it it literally escaped. I could draw a picture of what this guy looks like and, and just couldn't. Couldn't name his name. When he did, was, did he play agent? for Cincinnati too? No, I don't. I don't think he did. Of, uh, I, I don't believe that he did. But when he was a free agent, I was hoping the Steelers would grab him. I give, I give up. If you want to guess, no, I can't remember the name. I can't. I'm trying to picture it as well. All right, what That's why I'm mind? frustrating. I should know this. I'm I'm so mad at myself right now. You you are you're both gonna kick yourself, but I would have done the same thing. Rasheen Mathis. Ah, there Mathis. Is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he picked off Ben a bunch. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, two pick sixes and mm-hmm. I he had two pick sixes in one game. Yeah. Yeah. If you think back to the Jacksonville players that used to torment the Steelers, I mean, you think Fred Taylor, David Garrard. Maurice Jones through. Yeah, MJD. I mean, they, they had some great players. Mark Burnell, um, even when they first came into the league in this, in this I mean, gosh, watching that guy. More recently, Miles Jack. Yeah. And don't <laughs> yeah. forget Jimmy Smith. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, Dave, you're up. Well, mine's kind of really along the same line. So Brian might have looked this up and already know know this, but this is a nice, easy one to guess because you don't have to know exactly. But it's because you're it's me. It's a number you're going to be guessing. I was looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers historically going to Jacksonville. Now, no one cares about the preseason, so those games are thrown out. So I'm only looking at regular season and postseason. Although the Steelers never played in Jacksonville in Jacksonville in the postseason, but when they've traveled to Jacksonville. Boy, oh boy, did they start off terrible. How many straight losses did the Steelers have in Jacksonville before they finally won a game once this team came into the league in 1995? I'm going to say they lost. In Jacksonville. 
Right. I think they lost five in a row. That's what I'm going with. And you would both be correct. Nice. It's five in a row. They lost five in a row going because remember they were in the same division. Yeah. So therefore, yeah, they lost five in a row. They did not win in Jacksonville until 2000. So Jackson from 95 through 99, the Steelers went 0 and 5 in Jacksonville. What was the and, year that what was the year that there was a primetime game and Cower looked like he was going to come off and, and hit the guy who was returning? 97. Him? 97. Okay. Yeah, that was, on a, yeah. that was a Monday night game. They lost yeah. 21 to 30. Well, now that I'm doing that installment, the BTSC DeLorean, mm-hmm. I'm looking at I'm watching highlights of all these games. I'm doing all this. So I wasn't going to answer until Jeff did because I knew the answer just because I just looked at it today. Well, then, and you should probably know this one as well. My follow-up question. Now, how many of the Steelers won in a row in Jacksonville? Huh. I believe... Um, you should let I'm Jeff sorry. answer first if you think... Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm... I think Don't they've won this, four but... in a row. I'm actually going to say six. And we have a correct answer by one... Jefferson Homer Hartman. Yeah, it was it was four in a row. Um, because the the hung in there. The last time they lost in Jacksonville was in two thousand six on a Monday night in week two. You know what the score of that game was? Nine to nothing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. No, nine to nothing. You remember? Do you guys remember that one? Nine yeah. nine to nothing on a Monday night in two thousand six. You know, coming off coming off the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and the second week of the season, you go to Jacksonville and lose nine to nothing. Well, a little little known fact about that game is that was Ben's first game back from the motorcycle accident yeah, and the appendicitis. One. Yeah, because he missed week one. Yep. The game I remember. There's there's a few games I remember distinctly in Jacksonville. The one that sticks out the most, I think, was a Sunday night game in Jacksonville. It was the game where. Steelers needed a drive at the end of the game to win. Ben's getting pulled down from behind and th- completes a, pla- a pass to Heinz Ward. I'm still not sure how he did it. He hit him in stride as he's basically getting pulled down from behind. That was a memorable game. And even the last one they had there. And if you remember, that was when the goal line stand uh, it looked like Jacksonville made the stop, but Ryan Switzer got tackled in the back of the end zone. Flags go flying and Ben ends up. Yep rumbling on that broken play where it's supposed to be, I think the shovel to Vance McDonald underneath and he keeps it and he stumbles into the end zone and they win. And Kevin Colbert's <sighs> did I watch that game with you? I think he did. I think I, I think did. did. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he did. Yeah. So, um, that yeah, but, some wild games. Yeah. Well, that nine to nothing game. Um, yeah. how about, a, how about nine first downs for the Steelers and only 153 total yards. 153 total, 26 rushing yards, 127 net passing yards. Why are we talking about that? Let's oh, about it was the, so ugly. It was, and well, no, no, here's, here's what makes it worse. The worst part about that game. What was the name of the only player to score points in that game? The only player to score is uh, yep. Scooby. It was Josh Scobie and how he he screwed the Steelers so much, especially when he put on a black and gold uniform. Yeah. He was around a long time. <laughs> now, I, I don't want to extend this too much, but I was at that that win in 1997 at Three Rivers, excuse me, Three Rivers Stadium when they won in overtime. And it was just a spectacular game. They had a goal line stand. Um, 
Bettis walked off with like a 24 yarder. That place was going crazy. And that's when they were vying for the, uh, the division crown for the old central crown. It was, and Pittsburgh ended up winning it um, by one game. And that game was, was huge because they were down, I think 14, nothing at the half. And there were yeah. two drunken idiots with long hair, with no shirts on at Halloween time, right around that weekend. And they're running around, they're all happy and they're going crazy at halftime. And I'm like, guys, uh, you guys are winning, but you're going to get murdered. Stop, please. And they're like, woo, Jacksonville, no shirts on. Uh, I didn't see them in the second half, but uh, I, I'm praying for their souls even 20 some years later. There you go. There yeah. you go. All right, let's do some final thoughts here to wrap this up. Brian, go ahead. All right, so the excitement was so huge with week one, and that was the name of this show. Now, the excitement could change. We understand. But don't come out with those three letters, S-O-S. Don't come out with the same old Steelers if it is a lot tougher this weekend. Dave Schofield talked a lot during this show about how Jacksonville is on a different schedule because of four games instead of three for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that is a consideration. Remember, the Pittsburgh Steelers might be facing the Jacksonville Jaguars on the schedule, but again on the field, they are taking on themselves. The individuals are trying to play better than they did last week, even if they played lights out last week. They're fighting for jobs. They're fighting for roster spots. The Jaguars don't matter on the other side. What the Pittsburgh Steelers do will matter. Now, it might not be the same excitement as of last week, but if you see that there's some improvement with a lot of players and you see that there's a huge light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what happens on that scoreboard on Saturday night, then the excitement should remain. All right, Dave, final thoughts. Well, Brian said about three letters and he went SOS. What the three letters I don't want to see is SUC. I, I, I guess I need one more letter um, to, to, to fill that out. Just, just come out and play well. Uh, nameless gray faces. Yes, they're on a different schedule. I kept bringing it up because Coach Tomlin talked about it today. But just, just go out and, and, and be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Be who you are. Do what you do. Go out there. Play hard, and 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 every and everything will fall into place. Just just go out there and and do what you can do. There you go. What a motivational speech. Play hard. All right. <laughs> okay, that does it for us on the Steelers preview. We'll be back next week to preview the third and final preseason game against the Detroit Lions back at the AC, the Acre Shore Stadium. Everyone's all jacked up for that. I'm sure Sunday the, game. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, be sure to. Check us out on the post-game show after the game Saturday night. We'll be wrapping up everything that happened down in Duval County, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Steelers Preview. When I know that it can never really be the same How When I keep looking backward I'm just standing still Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.